Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, no quick questions about TV shows. Let's get right into the preview. Uh, darn, I was hoping for some sort of question about, about, about Yellowstone. And by the way, I am on season two. I'm on season two, episode six of Yellowstone. I can, I can confirm that between last night and between today, I have watched seven episodes. That is considerable. With five of them being last night. It okay, happens. It happens. I don't know how you, you do get, it. You get hooked. You get hooked. It's it, it, it's a it's a fantastic, fantastic show. Again, yes. if, if you need if you need any rationale as to why it is a great show, just go back and listen to the uh, stock up, stock down episode from from Tuesday, and you will get all the rationale in the world right there. Yep. Um, alrighty. So, how are you, Adam? Yeah. How are you? How was how how was your day? It's good. You know, all my basically all the waiver claims I did went through, so that's fun. Very strange that I really didn't put in a lot of waiver claims this week. I, I really didn't have a lot. I did have one league, however, where Jordan Howard. It was actually in the column where Jordan Howard went unclaimed. Really, I got him for I think it was twenty bucks. Yeah, Jordan Maybe. Howard in the column went unclaimed. And I can tell you, while we're on the subject, I can look up if you had any competition for Mr. Jordan Howard. Uh, let's see. Did Adam have competition for Jordan Howard? I can confirm that, Adam, you could have had Jordan Howard for $0. Why do I do this? And you could have had Dearness Johnson for $0. <sighs> Whatever. To be fair, I did, I actually did consider putting in a bid for both of them, but in that league, I do not need running backs. I need a Honestly. lot of things in that league, but one of the things that I do not need are running backs. I need receivers more than running backs in that league because Brandon Cooks is on a bye, and I have plenty of running backs. And who knows if Chris Carson is going to come back this week, but whatever. Hey, we'll have to uh, we will have to to wait and see, but. Uh... Yeah, week uh week ten. Week ten. Adam, we're we're half we're halfway through. This is this is this is crazy. I know. It seems like it was just yesterday that we were uh struggling for content in the in the middle of May. Yep, and here we are. Well, May May wasn't a terrible time for content. I would say like middle of March. Well, like yeah, end of February early March where it's just like, well, the Super Bowl happened. Dead period. Dead period. Uh, Then you get to like free agency and you can talk about the free agents a little bit. But yeah, after Super Bowl to start a free agency, that's a very rough time for content. That is the why the fuck are we doing this period of fantasy football? Correct. Correct. And I I definitely can confirm that we will not be doing two episodes a week for the offseason. I can tell you that right now. Well, that's good. I can tell you that right now. That is not happening. Uh, so let's get into quarterbacks, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, we have a couple of red letters, as per usual, at this point of the year. We normally do. And um, waiting to hear back on Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to be playing this week? Um, There is doubt as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play this week, but... Um... Uh, uh, we're we're hoping that 
he's going to play. I mean, he said on the uh, Pat McAfee show on Tuesday that he was confident that he was going to get his two negative COVID tests and that he will uh, be able to play on Sunday. But um, at this point, who knows? It's one of those where it's, you can't be sure until he passes and clears the protocol. And this is one of those, just like the Kansas city game where it really changes the entire complexion of the matchup. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play and that's for both sides. Yeah, well, he he also has the because he his, he is unvaccinated. He cannot return until to the facility until Saturday. So it's different though with quarterbacks because I mean this is you know famous in the words of one Cliff Kingsbury that quarterbacks don't need to don't need to practice in order to play. Uh, I think it's very similar with with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he when did he say that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He said that uh, last week with with Kyler. Quarterbacks don't need to practice. To they don't need they don't need to practice in order, in order to play. And oh, I mean, it's, team, it, it's team a fair chemistry. Point. What's that? Well, you know, all they need to do is, is is throw the ball. It's not like they need to run routes or you know be conditioned or anything. They can just take it, take oh, they, the drop, step, throw, done. Oh, if you, if it's so easy, then why are we doing it? Well, because we both have arms like wussies, apparently. <laughs> oh, you just throw the ball. It depends on where you throw the ball and you have to be able to anticipate. Well, with Kyler Murray, he has this guy named DeAndre Hopkins. And with Aaron Rodgers, he also has this guy named Devontae Adams. And it helps that both are number one overall picks. Both are on very successful NFC teams. And both are, well, one is the highest, one of the highest paid at his position. And one is soon to be one of the highest paid at his position. All right. Well, anyway, I mean, for Aaron Rodgers, it makes sense because Aaron Rodgers knows the offense. Star privileges, Adam. Yeah, for that and many other things. We agree to disagree. (laughs) But yeah, for Aaron Rodgers, I can kind of understand that he doesn't need to practice just because he's familiar with the offense. He's a veteran, like a real veteran. He's been around for a long time. Drafted in 2000, was it 05 or 06? 05, I believe. Yeah, the famous Alex Smith draft. He's the last one. If you really think about it, Aaron Rodgers is the offense. So, you know, it's just kind of he runs the shit, and that's kind of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, speaking of Kyler Murray, the old quarterbacks don't need to practice. I mean – do you think that he's going to play this week? Uh, there seems to be a bit of optimism with Kyler that he is, in fact, going to to return this week. But then again, you know, the, the, the Cardinals could choose to, to take it easy with, with Kyler. They're sitting at eight and one. They don't have to rush him back. Panthers are going to be playing with a backup quarterback in P.J. Walker. The Cardinals are going to be at home. They could very easily go back to Colt McCoy for another week if they want to play it safe with Kyler. But as far as uh, an update goes, uh, Kyler, he didn't participate in the walkthrough on Wednesday, but said he has made progress with his medial left ankle sprain and anticipates playing Sunday versus the Panthers. So there you go. 
He's saying that he feels like he can play. The team may have other ideas, but as far as I, if I were to put my money in one corner, I would say that Kyler Murray is going to play. I don't think I've ever heard a player who has been made available to the media say, oh, you know, I don't think I can play on this. I don't think I've ever really heard somebody say, like a player say that about his injury. Fair. At least not that blunt, not that bluntly. Because usually it's just like, oh, well, you know, it's something you have to work through. But never, they never just immediately rule themselves out. True. True. And then two more injury updates for you. Uh, Russell Wilson, in case you missed this, Russell Wilson is cleared to return. So he will be starting for the Seahawks on Sunday against the Packers. And then Matthew Stafford, who came out of that game versus Tennessee with a sprained ankle. Sean McVay said it looks like that Matthew Stafford, while he is a bit sore, it looks like he will be good to go for Monday night's matchup versus the 49ers. And obviously it is good for Stafford that he has that extra day to to rest up given they have that Monday night. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ankle injuries, Trevor Lawrence also had a, has an ankle injury. He has a low ankle sprain. Yeah. He went down during that game um, on Sunday versus the bills was able to finish the game, but it does not seem like Trevor Lawrence is, is right now at a, a risk of missing any time was living in practice on Wednesday. Yep. And then uh, who even knows with the Dolphins, with uh, Tua, he's listed as questionable. Short for week. Thurs- I, for short Thursday week, night. I, I would expect Jacoby Brissett to be the starter Thursday yeah. versus the, the versus the uh, Baltimore Reds. Yeah, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I, I would make smart bet. I would say that uh, tonight the starter is Jacoby Brissett. So... Who are your starts of the week? Um, I mean, if, if we're looking at it from a not obvious point of view, obviously I love Dak Prescott against Atlanta. Big bounce back week, I think, coming for Dak. But I think it needs to be said after the stinker that he had and the entire Dallas offense really had against uh, against Denver. Uh, big bounce back week coming for, for Dak Prescott. Great start in my book. I like Derek Carr. I, I like Derek Carr at home versus the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. Kansas City, they they give up points. And again, I don't think that Derek Carr, I don't think this is a performance where we're going to say Derek Carr is having a 30-point day, but we've seen him four times this year have 20-point games. And I think that this is another instance where we could see a 20-point game coming from Derek Carr. So I would be firing up Derek Carr Absolutely 100% versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Carson Wentz against Jacksonville at home. Love the start. I would be rolling with it. And I'm going to go with another guy in that Dallas-Atlanta game. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan going against the Cowboys. I think he's a very, very good start as well. The Cowboys' defensive issues, uh, they've been much discussed. They do create turnovers. They do have Trayvon Diggs, who in my estimation is a defensive player of the year in the National Football League, but they do bleed a ton of points especially to the tight end position. So I anticipate a very big day for Matt Ryan and maybe a spoiler for later on in the episode. I do anticipate a very, very big day for Kyle Pitts as well. Okay. Is there anybody that you don't like? There actually are a lot of guys that I, I don't love this week. Jalen Hurts. I don't love him going to Denver to take on uh, the Broncos. Do I dare 
even try and say it that I don't necessarily love Rodgers versus Seattle just because I do have a little bit of concern with him just coming back on that Saturday. Obviously, if Rodgers plays, you're going to start him, but I don't know what the ceiling is going to be. Now watch Aaron Rodgers have a 35-point game just to shut up all the haters. And if he does, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. It would be the best thing in the world. Aaron Rodgers, I'm your biggest fan. Um, as for guys, that, other guys that I don't necessarily love that are in the starting picture, there really aren't a lot of guys that I'm like super, super down on. I mean, if you're starting Baker Mayfield, I wouldn't start him. Tannehill might be a worthwhile fade. But other than that, the, the, these quarterbacks do have pretty okay matchups this week. And there really aren't a ton of guys that I'm going to say fade at all costs that are that are easy starting. Well, what options. about Kirk Cousins against the Chargers going I to L.A.? It. I absolutely love it. I think that's a great matchup for for Cousins. While the Chargers are fifth against quarterbacks, they are not a serviceable secondary or defense by any means. Now, could it be a Dalvin Cook game because that? that Chargers defensive line cannot stop the run for anything. It absolutely could be, but guess what? You use the running game to set up the play action game and you launch it downfield. And that could be something that Kirk Cousins definitely tries to do in this matchup versus the Chargers. So yeah, Kirk Cousins is, is, is a solid play for me. I have him at QB 13 this week versus the Chargers. All right. Well, that's good. So let's go on to running backs then. Surely. Uh, as far as red letters are concerned, um, Alan Kamara, his name popped up on the injury report with a knee injury. He was held out of Wednesday's practice due to a knee injury. Maintenance day on Wednesday, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be entirely concerned about, about Kamara and his availability for Sunday against the Titans. Well, I don't when think it's a maintenance day. I think... According to uh, this ESPN fantasy report, and they're sort sourcing uh, Nick Underhill of New Orleans football. It's a mild knee sprain. It's a Wednesday practice. Odds are, you know, if there's if there are guys that are not a hundred percent healthy, they take that Wednesday, they put down a DNP next to their name, they get treatment, and then they're back on the field. Thursday, if not Friday, in the limited capacity. So I'm not entirely worried about it with Kamara at all. Okay, I'm just saying that it's a thing. It's just a thing that you. Yeah, they got they have they at. have to list it so he so he can get treatment. That's just, that's just a protocol thing. But the the queue next to his name, I'm not entirely. I'm not raising red flags about it. What about the queues next to Zeke and James Robinson's names? Uh. Zeke is much the same as Kamara. James Robinson is not the same at all. Obviously missed uh, last week against Buffalo with the heel injury. And there is, again, some doubt as to whether or not James Robinson is going to play this week versus the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, keep that very much in the back of your heads when you are making your lineup decisions for this week that you could be without James Robinson once again. And if so, then you may have to pivot to somebody else. But luckily, you do have a Sunday night, uh, Sunday, excuse me, not Sunday night, Sunday for uh, a James Robinson decision to 
to be made, but I am much more confident in saying that Zeke and Kamara are going to play versus Robinson. One player that I don't even know at this point, because I feel like I've been getting, we've been getting so much conflicting information over the past couple of weeks about this guy, Chris Carson. Yeah, he, he, he's definitely a, a, a tricky one. They've been trying to, to get him somewhat back into the mix for Green Bay before the buy. If you if you recall, Pete Carroll did say that there was a chance that Chris Carson could be back this weekend. The latest update that I have on Chris Carson is that he is no longer dealing with any sort of pain in his neck, but he still needs to be carefully evaluated. Uh, throughout the week before he's even close to being cleared to return versus the Packers. So is there a chance that Chris Carson plays this weekend? Yes, there, there, there is most certainly a chance. And if he, if he does play, he'll be a top 20 play for me versus, versus the Packers. But at the same time, I also do envision that there is the possibility that he's Chris Carson back. So we could see Alex Collins. We could see Rashad Penny. We could see a, a sprinkling of guys in that backfield for um, for Seattle. And we will we will see if Chris Carson is going to play. And they also have to um, activate the 21-day window for Chris Carson to return from IR, which the Seattle Seahawks have yet to do. So they have to be able to do that first before being able to activate it. Yes, exactly. I I don't know. Even if Chris Carson plays this week, he's on my fantasy team, but I don't think I'm going to be starting him because just because I don't think that Chris Carson is going to be hundred percent right away and neck issues. Like I, like I say, like a, a million times, neck issues always give me pause. And um, especially with something like this, where just weeks ago, they, people were saying that this could be a career-altering, career-ending injury. I I don't know. It's a concern. It's it's a concern for sure. But I would be concerned. I would I would be cautious with Chris Carson. I would basically like if you can afford to do so, you know, leave him on your bench and um see what he does, basically, and then you I can would, make your decision from there. See, I would disagree. I think if Chris Carson plays, you're starting. Really? Mm-hmm. The matchup is too good. The matchup is too good going up against Green Bay. And the only the only way they would play him is if they have the feeling that Chris Carson is back to 100%, especially with something like a, with the neck injury. They would not put him at risk if he was 99%. He would need to be 100% if he's going to play. And for me, the matchup versus Green Bay is as good as it gets this week. And yeah, with Russell Wilson back into the fold as well. Yeah, I if Carson plays, start him. But don't be surprised if there is a bit of a committee there. But I would expect that uh, if Carson plays, he'll probably end up scoring. Okay. One thing, one backfield that's really interesting to me, and it was just like a whole flurry of news at the same time, Cleveland. Yep. 
Dimitri Felton and Nick Chubb were both placed on the COVID list. And Kareem Hunt will not be activated ahead of Cleveland's game against New England. It is the Dearness Johnson show once again. Which is great because he's shown, especially in that game against Denver, that he can really hold the fort on his own. Yes, and he most likely will be doing so against New England. The only thing that could happen is because both Nick Chubb and Major Felton are vaccinated is they need two negative tests within 24 hours and a five-day isolation period. So there is a chance, there is a chance, albeit a small one, but there is a chance that either one of Nick Chubb or Demetri Felton could play on Sunday, but that is definitely a wait-and-see sort of deal. Right. Well, I think that for, I mean, it would hurt Dearness Johnson's value more if Nick Chubb comes back than if Demetri Felton comes back. Obviously. Yes. Yes, I do agree. So, yeah, that's worth monitoring, but it does look like it's going to be Dearness Johnson, which is why I picked him up. Yep. He is a top 24 play from this week. If he is the guy. Um, speaking of which, who are your other starts of the week? Um, I'm going to go with the Denver guys, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams going up against Philadelphia. I like them both the same. I probably like Melvin Gordon a little bit more given the touchdown upside that he has, but I love Javante Williams just as an overall raw talent. And I would say that if you have one, uh, you definitely can get away with flexing one of those guys going up against Philadelphia at home, which is great news for, uh, for those managers. Uh, Cordero Patterson, another guy that I like just outside my top 12 for the week going up against Dallas. I do like him a fair bit going into that matchup, especially in an offense that definitely is depleted for pass catchers. He should be a very solid option in PPR leagues as a very high-end RB2. Um, who else do I like this week that's on my list that I haven't talked about? Well, we talked about Chris Carson. I do. What about I do Zach like him. Moss? do like him a fair bit. Zach Moss? Hmm. I mean, if he plays going up against the Jets, yeah. Yeah, I do like it. Right now, he's outside my top 30, but has to clear uh, concussion protocol. If it's not Zach Moss, Devin Singletary would be a very, very, very good start going up against the uh, the Jets this week. And then uh, Adrian Peterson as well for the Tennessee Titans going up against the Saints. I do like that one a fair bit, but the problem is, will he be the guy? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Also, Philadelphia. It's our, it's our weekly ritual. What the fuck is going on in Philadelphia? Uh, Jordan Howard seems to be the guy. Yeah. Jordan Howard is the highest Eagles running back I have in my rankings. I have Jordan Howard at 27. I have Boston Scott at 35. I have Kenny Gainwell at 50. 50? 50. 50. 0 Hey, Mr. Birdsall? Yeah. I have some news. Mm-hmm. You know how many points the Knicks are losing by right now? Uh, 32. One. 
Huh? It's 30, it's 95 to 94 with three minutes and 52 seconds left in the fourth quarter. What the hell? Yep. How is this happening? The Knicks scored 28 points in the, in the fourth quarter so far to the Bucks 13. Well, we need to come on and do podcasts more often. The problem is it doesn't work for Hofstra. Maybe it, work, maybe it works for the Knicks. I am shocked. They're a fourth quarter team, Adam. They're, they, they are a fourth quarter team. They are a fourth quarter team. Um, I don't think this is sustainable. No, it's not, it's not sustainable for my heart. I'll tell you that right now. My heart does not like this. My heart does not like this uh, one bit. Uh, you, need, you need some guys that I don't like for this week? Yes. Uh, Damian Harris, I don't like this week one bit versus Cleveland dealing with a head injury. Same thing with Ray Stevenson. So it could be Brandon Bolden that sees a decent amount of work versus versus Cleveland. So Brandon Bolden could be a worthwhile pickup uh, if you are looking for some running back help. Elijah Mitchell going up against the Rams. I'm not a huge fan of that one. Obviously, is a candidate to get a fair bit of work, but going with the Rams, it's not my favorite. But if you had to, if you want to play him because it's Monday night, I completely understand because you want that Monday night magic, and I don't really blame you. Antonio Gibson going up against Tampa Bay. This is one that might shock a lot of people. I do not have Antonio Gibson as a top 30 play this week and i actually have jd mckissick ranked higher than antonio gibson in my rankings well that is fascinating i do have one fall from grace yes the fall from grace so i do have a question about the chiefs because clyde edwards lair returned to practice on wednesday and it looks like listen they haven't officially Oh, no, they did officially open the 21-day window for the Chiefs to designate him to return from IR. Yes, they did. Because he's back to practice. I don't know if it's going to be this week, but really this is our last week of relying on Darrell Williams, I guess. Yep. Which is good news for all parties involved. But either either one of the Chiefs running backs, whether it's Darrell Williams, whether it is Clyde, I think they're they're solid flex plays against the against Las Vegas on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Jets and the Bills, I do not like Michael Carter this week. I hope he does well for the sake of my own rooting interests. But no, I mean, yeah, I, I'm lower on Michael Carter than the consensus is by a lot. I have Michael Carter as my RB26 on the week. I do not have him as a top 24 play. But the Bills have a really, 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 really good rushing defense. They do. They do, but I will say that brighter days are ahead for Michael Carter, even if he does not have necessarily the best day this week versus the Bills because he gets Miami and Houston in the next two weeks and then gets Philadelphia. So he has three weeks where Michael Carter will be plug and play in every single lineup. Yeah, good chance. Good chance that I, I will have Michael Carter as a top twenty, if not top fifteen, play next week. You know, before we move on to receivers, there's one guy that we actually don't have an update on. We didn't have an update on. But we, we should probably talk about it because it's very important and it means a lot for James Conner. And that's Chase Edmonds, who could be out for a couple of weeks. I've heard Chase Edmonds could realistically be out for the rest of the regular season. Ooh, that is rough. 
rough for Chase Edmonds and, and his managers, great for James Conner and his managers. J- James Conner, I have as a top 10 play this week. Well, hopefully in, those are the same people, frankly. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. But yeah, James Conner is officially a top 10 player for me in all formats this week. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, that offense is going to purr with James Conner. A little worrying if it's Kyle that's back there because I don't think he'll get the direct red zone carries, but still, he should, he's definitely an odds on favorite to at least get one. Yep. Okay. So the receivers. Yes. Um, you know, red letters, maintenance, a lot of it's like maintenance days at this point for a lot of guys. Um, Keenan Allen. AJ Brown, basically, yeah, it's Wednesday. What are you going to do? Wednesday practices tell you literally nothing. Correct. Correct. It is. It's a Wednesday maintenance day. Wouldn't worry about it. AJ Brown was questionable going to the Sunday night game. He ended up playing. So AJ Brown played every single week, basically last year. Every single Wednesday, he missed practice. Correct. Correct. Just a maintenance day for AJ Brown. Wouldn't worry about it. Top five play for me this week versus uh, versus New Orleans. Um, what about DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, a bit more uh, pessimistic about DeAndre Hopkins. I do have him ranked, just not ranked highly enough where I could really feel confident about saying whether or not DeAndre Hopkins is going to uh, to play this week or not. Definitely one to, to monitor. I definitely feel more confident about Kyler playing than I do about DeAndre Hopkins, but the information that I that I have is that Hopkins was a non-participant in Wednesday's practice. Yeah. Um. Sorry, the Knicks are probably going to lose. They're down by seven. That was fun while it lasted. They're down by ten with two minutes left in the fourth. Fun while it lasted. Yes. Uh, good news for Chase Claypool owners also. Back to reality here. Do we have good news for Chase Claypool? I I I heard the complete opposite. Well, that he avoided a season-ending toe injury. Oh yes, I mean that that's that's good news. But there is definitely a chance that Chase Claypool is going to miss this week versus Detroit. I would say that is a a pretty comfortable assumption that Claypool is not going to play. You got to look on the bright side. He avoided missing the season. He avoided missing the rest of the season. Yes. Yes. Uh, who are your starts for the week? Uh, first one up, Michael Pittman against Jacksonville. That's my start of the week at the wide receiver position. I absolutely love him. I love the matchup. I think this just screams another big, big day for Michael Pittman, who has been nothing short of spectacular over the course of the season. If we look at the last five games that he has played, he has five touchdowns in those games. He is basically a lock at this point to at least do something. And I mean, his, his numbers are a bit all over the map and there have been some games where if he hasn't, if he didn't score a touchdown, it might've been a little bit underwhelming, but at the very least he's getting, he's getting the ball in the red zone. He's scoring touchdowns. That definitely is great for Michael Pittman and his value. I like him a lot this week. I have Michael Pittman in my rankings. I have him as a top 10 play. I thought I did, and I am very glad that I was right about that one because that's where that is where I would imagine that I would have put Michael Pittman because he is a great play for me this week. 
I also like uh, Hollywood. I like Hollywood a lot going up against Miami, who are third in most points allowed to the wide receiver position. Hollywood is going to be a focal point for the Baltimore Ravens and their passing attack, as he normally is. And he is a top 12 play for me this week. I'm going to ride this one a little bit. I know some people are going to, are going to be a little bit like, uh, huh, to me. Uh, but I'm going to say that Mike Williams is a solid start this week going against Minnesota. I remember I said last week. That after what we just talked about yesterday. After what we just talked about on Tuesday, yes, that Mike Williams could be a bit of a bit of a concern. I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to say it, Mike Williams. This, this, this screams like a Mike Williams sort of game uh, for me. And I, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go with it. The Vikings allow the fifth most points to the receiver position. And for me, if there's one guy that I think could have a, uh, a nice bounce back day, it could be Mike Williams. And it screams a Mike Williams game for me. And there was one more guy that I had on my list that I wanted to discuss. Oh, okay. It was, it was a group. Uh, it's the Tampa Bay receivers out of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I love them both this week going up against Washington. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I was actually going to mention the Tampa Bay receivers because yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid matchup for them. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is juicy indeed. Um, did you talk about the Cowboys guys? Uh, they're starts. Yeah. They're, they're definitely starts CD and, and Amar. Yep. Yep. Even though Michael Gallup is uh, coming back. Yep. Starts. Okay. Not worried about it. Cool. I actually, I actually think it helps both of them that they're going to have uh, Gallup back and there's have more options in the offense. Uh, do you like everybody on the Ravens against Miami? Because Miami is just such a, you know, lackluster defense. I would avoid the running backs if you can. But if, if Latavius Murray is out, then I guess Devontae Freeman could be, could be all right. I mean, in my ranks, I have Devontae Freeman as a he's just outside my top 24 i have i have him at 25 so just outside my top 24 but that is without latavius murray if latavius murray plays obviously Devontae freeman would get knocked down a bit but as far as the uh receivers go i like marquise brown and in deeper leagues the flex i, I could get behind rashad bateman as as a start as well okay um also do you think that brandon Ayuk is going to do it again I think he's going to do it again on Monday. I don't think he's going to do it again. I think Brandon Ayuk, he actually was a guy that I was going to have as a sit this week. Brandon Ayuk is a, is a sit for me. I know that I am much lower on, uh, than the consensus on Brandon Ayuk. I actually did look this one up for a change. The consensus on Brandon Ayuk is that he is, I, I uh, where is he in my notes? Ah, here he is. So Brandon Ayuk in, uh, for the consensus he is sitting at wide receiver 37. For me, I have Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver 45. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I am just significantly lower uh, than the consensus about Brandon I mean, Ayuk. That's not, I, th- I think that's just lower. because he's burned me. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you it's say it's not, you say it's not personal, but it definitely can be personal. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I didn't say it wasn't personal, but I'm just saying it's not that much low. I don't know if it's that much lower than than the consensus. It's only eight spots, really. It's not like he's ranked as 
wide receiver 25 and you have him at wide receiver 45. Well, put it this way. I would rather start Tim Patrick over him. I would, ra- I would rather start Rashad Bateman over him. I'd rather start Julio Jones over him. I'd rather start Jamison Crowder over him. I'd rather start Corey Davis over him. I'd rather start Van Jefferson over him. I'd rather start Elijah Moore over him as well. You'd rather start all the Jets guys going up against the Bills defense over Brandon Ayuk? I would. Yeah, I mean, it does look like Corey Davis is going to play. Yes. Yes, which is good news for the new Jets starting quarterback, Mike White. Yeah, the face of the franchise, Mike White. The Jets wasted a number two overall pick when they had the face of the franchise on their roster the entire time. Well, I guess everybody at work isn't going to be a Jets fan anymore after no, this season. They, they, they may hate the Jets. They might. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, you thought you had something to bond with your new people over. No, it's fine. I like Steve Young. That's good. You like Steve Young. Oh, I'm sure they're going to love to hear that. Well, he's probably BYU's best ever player. Shout out, probably... shout out to all the Utahns that are big fans of Steve Young. I think a lot of them are. I think a lot of them like Steve Young. Shout out, shout out to all the Utahns. Great people. Great it people. still shocks great, me that great Jim colleagues. McMahon. The Jim McMahon. I can't even imagine Jim McMahon going to BYU. Jim McMahon did, in fact, go to BYU. Yes, he did. Did you know that Andy Reid went to BYU? I did. I yep. did. That that one I didn't know, I, and I only know that because there was a graphic about it on Sunday Night Football a couple of years ago. Interesting. Yeah, yes. I did not know that. Yes, that Andy Reid. Andy Reid is, uh, is a BYU alum. He's a Cougar. He is a Cougar. Shout out Brigham Young. Great yeah. university. Great football stadium. I'm sure I'm sure it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Very nice. Did Lavelle Edwards uh, give BYU a very nice donation? No, Lavelle Edwards probably, I think he coached them to their only national championship. Oh, oh, so they honored the man. Yes. Well, that's very nice. That's very nice. Shout out, shout out to uh, the BYU Cougars. Great, great, great people. Great people. I'm just going to ignore that. I know you're being facetious, but I'm just going to ignore it. You can believe what you want there, Adam. I, I am, and I will. Okay, I will. great. Fantastic. Tight ends. Yep. No red letters, except for maybe Dawson Knox, who looks like he's going to play. Well, we have a, we have a few. We have a few. Dawson Knox look, looks like he is uh, going to play. Rob Gronkowski, that's, that's the other big red letter that uh, a lot of people are are talking about did not do much in Wednesday's practice was listed as a DNP. So hopefully Rob Gronkowski can play this week, but obviously starting off Wednesday as a DNP after a bye is not a good sign. And then Logan Thomas, this is, this is, this is another one um, tried to give his hamstring a go in Monday's workout. And that did not go well. So it looks like we could be looking at another absence for Logan Thomas, which means Ricky Seals-Jones will be the guy for Washington if Logan Thomas cannot play. Okay. And then, yeah, 
Also, Johnny Smith has a red letter by his name. Yes, but Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry is the is the star there. My whole my whole fame tight end and my close colleague and friend. Oh, now you're gonna just adopt that joke that I made. Of course, of course, he's he 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 is he's a close close family friend of mine. After he turns to the dark side, he he is a close family acquaintance. After he signs for Emperor Palpatine, you mean the best head coach of all time, Bill Belichick? Eh, half of that name is right. Bill Walsh isn't even good enough to shine the shoes of Bill Belichick. That's ridiculous. Same with Don Shula. That's that's also ridiculous. Debatable with Vince Lombardi. Yeah. They should they should consider renaming the Lombardi trophy to the Belichick trophy. I would be so mad. I would love it. I would be livid if they named it the Belichick trophy. That'd be fantastic. My dad. So fun fact, my, my dad is actually going to the week 17 matinee of Tom Brady back in MetLife stadium when he faces the jets. And my dad is a massive, massive Tom Brady supporter. Well, that's just great. Loves the man. Loves the man. Your dad from Huntington, he's from from Long Island? Yes. Yes. He's a Tom Brady fan. Big Tom Brady fan. Yep. And Bill Belichick, for that matter. How? And and I quote, they are serial winners, and I support winners. Okay. But he also he also hates everything about the New York Jets and the New York Giants. Well, the, he apple hated, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Well, well, he, his reason is he he absolutely couldn't stand Rex Ryan and wanted him blessed to the sun. And he thought and he thought slash thinks Eli Manning is a fucking doofus. So, well, yeah, I, yes, I guess the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Yeah, well, that's because Rex Ryan insult, dared to insult his his uh, golden calf. Bill Belichick. Uh, I was I was more of gonna say because Rex Ryan is a loudmouth and uh, and likes some uh, some some foot activities. Can you confirm or deny? How how can I do that? How can I confirm that? Well, there is uh, a certain video of, of of him doing a certain thing. It's kind it's kind of like the. This is going on deep dark hallway. I'm not even going there. Nope, not even going there. Not 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 touching that. I enjoy my career. I enjoy my life. I feel like I know where you're going with that, but I think that if you say that reference, I think our audience is too might be too young to get that reference. No, no, this is recent. This is recent, and I'll 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 say I'll say the name, and and I guess they can look it up on their on their own, but. Paul Skulls. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking Paris Hilton. Oh, wow. That's a, that's that's another one. That's that's wow. That's throwing it way back. That's why I thought that's why I thought you were it's a fa- it's a famous video. The Paris Hilton video yeah. about things. Yes. That happened. Yes, you, you can you could call that a video. 
a um, a a a a a a film. I don't think it's uh well. <laughs> I don't know how the the academy qualifies that if it's a uh, if it's a short film or a feature film documentary it has to be longer than thirty minutes to be a uh, fe- to be a feature film. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short story. Yeah. Uh, where are we with tight ends? Oh 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 no! After the Paris Hilton saying tight end. Oh. Ew. Ew. Why? Well, I feel you know, filthy. You could have just filthy. You could have just not left it untouched. It. Yeah, you could just not even meant it. Adam, do you know me? Anything that comes to the fucking Unfortunately, brain. Unfortunately, yes, I it. do. Anything that comes to the brain, I'm fucking saying it. Great. Now Sorry I'm about the one. The Sorry about that one, world. I apologize. I I apologize greatly. I don't even know why that came into my head. I've never, I've literally never thought about the Paris Hilton sex tape. Since uh-huh, I- uh-huh. Oh, clearly, clearly you have. Not since like middle school. <laughs> Adam, don't, don't, don't incriminate yourself. Please plead the fifth. This is, this is your free legal advice. When it was like in the news cycle. Good save. Good save. It was in the news cycle. That it. I'm sure it was all over the newspapers. It was. Mm. You were we're the same age, Bird. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> and I can tell you where I was probably seeing the Paris Hilton, whatever, when I was in middle school. Well, it depends. You had to know a guy, to know a guy, to know a guy, know a guy. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. I mean, now, now it's like if you wanted to see the Kim Kardashian thing, you can look it up on the internet. I'm sure it's not that hard to find. Yeah, this is like the Godfather thing all over again. Yeah, yeah, I feel filthy now. Now we're just. We just got into a tangent about sex tapes. Who would have thought? Out of all the things that I would think that we would potentially go into a tangent on, never in a million years did I think sex tapes would be in the same category as The Godfather and Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Anyway, who are your starts for the week at tight end? (laughs) That's so sad. Like, we're gonna start like, this, like, this is the last episode we're gonna do. It, you know, so it sad. might it, it might just be <laughs> after we after we both get arrested for talking about the Paris Hilton sex tape. It might just be the last episode. Uh, <laughs> um, Kyle Pitts, great start okay. for me this week going up against Dallas. We get sued by Paris Hilton's super hot lawyer team. I'm sure. I'm sure that they're all super hot. Uh, Dalton Schultz going up against Atlanta. Pat Fryermuth going up against Detroit. Dan Arnold going up against the Colts. I think those are all very, very good starts. As for sits for this week, I kind of would be sitting Dallas Goddard if you possibly can against Denver. I would be sitting Noah Fant against Philadelphia. I would be sitting Tyler Higbee versus San Francisco, and I would be sitting Jared Cook versus the Chargers. Works for me. 
I needed to get through that desperately because I have a lot of things to say and we need to end this podcast before I can get them out. Okay. So yeah, that works for me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes where we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Hot the Time Machine, the Godfather, and Sex Tapes, apparently. Yeah. Wherever you, you can find that wherever you your podcasts. That we're talking my, about this. We're talking about this podcast, not not the Godfather, Hot Tub Time Machine, or Sex Tapes. Well, you cannot I mean, find any of those things where you get your podcasts. On, on, unless you get your podcast in a strange place where we are not promoted. I was no, I was framing it like you can find us talking about those things wherever your podcast. Oh, it sounded something a little a little bit different. Okay. Just wanted to make that clear. Anyway, for my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.